The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome, everyone, to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner. And I'm Sal. How's Sal. it going, everybody? Sal is here, too. The salads are the Sal Capone. That's it. We keep coming up with different <laughs> different ways to say I think say that's going to be the challenge out there. Let's see who can come up with the best one. You know what? Why don't we do this? Why don't we have people from the comments let us know what you think he should be called? Yeah. Sal Capone's pretty funny. I like that one. Well, you like that one because it sounds bad, eh? But uh, I don't know if I do. Oh, or Salrician. Salrician sounds really cool, but yeah. you know, I don't uh-huh. know. That one, that one's kind of worn. It's kind of outlived its shelf life. Is that it? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> well, I just kept it going because there was somebody that complained about it. So <laughs> hey, we read your comments, folks. Believe me, we read your comments. Yeah, we do. I, I, they get brought to my attention. They're like, hey, this guy's talking mess. I'm like, oh, well. I, I don't usually get into the going, I don't talk The crap. banter back nah, and forth with it. Yeah. I, I have a lot of little. People that will do it for me, they'll get in there and defend me. Hmm. I've noticed that. But let's plug the email real quick. Wolfman 88 at gmail.com. Wolfman 88 at gmail.com and wolfandsal at gmail.com. That's it. Definitely. That's it. And speaking of comments. Yeah, well, hey, let's, 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 you know, let's cover that a little bit. Yeah, because Tony, Tony put together a list of comments. We have not done this. We have yeah, not. This, this is, is something new. Long overdue. Yeah, something new and long overdue. Long like overdue. Uh, ep- we'll go back to episode one. Yeah, we had. We had Susie some- Ford. Susie Ford is has been somebody who's always been there in our corner. She's always talking good, you know. And the first comment on there was, yay, so excited. Great first episode, guys. Susie, I will tell you this: you're being so generous because that first episode sucked. We 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 the, were the sound fly- was terrible. <laughs> we were flying by the seat of our pants. We literally. were trying to figure out the only the interesting was the Goatman stories and then you your Bigfoot stuff. Yeah, but but the sound was not right and it took us forever to do it. You know, yeah. but definitely yeah. you know it, it's a work in progress and it still is. Yeah, and it was nice of her to, to give us that. Yeah, yeah, you were awfully kind. She that. always has nice things to say. And so, Susie, God bless you. I, you're, you're, I think you're a friend of mine on Facebook, too. Um, I know you are. And so, yeah. And then the other guy, uh, David Pratt, um, been friends with that guy for a long time. 
Uh, I thought your first episode was great, but I'm loving your other episodes. They get better and better as you guys get into your groove. P.S. Get rid of Sal. I'm just kidding. He didn't yeah, say thank that. You for he the didn't compliments. say that. He said, <laughs> and then the other one was Angel Ward. Excellent. Let's see. Excited to know you aren't limited by one specific genre. I've always been into the paranormal and, and of course, cryptids. There's just too much ignored by the mainstream that needs to get out. Thanks. And that was the first episode we had. To, we just picked three Great out of comments. there. Is that what you picked? You did three, Tony? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then this is the second episode. We, and it was, hey, before we get started, let's just let people know. We're not saying they're the best ones. These are the ones that Tony picked. There's a lot of great comments out there. I'm sorry oh, yeah. we can't get to all Absolutely. of them. You know, but, there'll be others to come. Yes, but Tony just he picked those. So if you got uh, you know passed over or whatever, then do something to him. <laughs> Beat yeah, him yeah. up. You know what you could do, folks, to really punish this kid. To really punish him, come here and steal his video game controllers. Oh. That's like that jabbing. is he might have to commit harikara if yeah, you do that. It's like jabbing needles in his eyes. It's, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, Tony's not even smiling. He's just like looking at us with a grimace yes, of anger. It says, "Don't touch don't, my Don't kill your skin. He's tearing at his skin now. He's so mad. He's shedding. He's, he's actually a hybrid. He's a reptilian his, hybrid. His skills are coming off. <laughs> he's so mad right now. Awesome. Uh, right. Okay. So back to the comments. Hey, let's. What do we got? Second episode. Yeah, James Phoenix uh, says, you are creating a very interesting channel through your attention to detail and open minds to the subject matter. That is what separates this program from many others on a roll, guys. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Uh, dropping while, uh, says, mm, Z's, dropping while I am at work. Lucky's at home now. Who's going to hold my hand now? I'll soldier on alone in my office. Okay. And who is and this person? His name is James Phoenix. Hey, James, guess what? There's plenty of those episodes out there. You you listen in and have fun with it. We'll be right there uh, with you while you're doing what you got to do. This guy is Ponographic. Ponographic 3. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall seeing these two big dudes with swords and bats walking through a haunted house. He's talking about me and Willie. <laughs> going to me and Taz when we had the, yeah. That was episode two. That was about the haunted house. Oh, and then yeah. episode three. Uh, says Randy Stone Three Wolf and Sal. I think you guys just raised the bar on the creepometer with the weapons of a wolf with the mind of a human. Truly scary. Peace. Thank you so much. And then uh, it says here, I can't even. Larray Weatherman. It says sounds like the house you lived in was way more than haunted. You were lucky to have gotten away intact, mind, body, and soul. Absolutely, I agree with that. That is that is crazy because. People have asked me before, like when we were okay when we were doing the investi the investigation where we had uh, Anna uh, Coates yes, yeah. come on or whatever. When it's she came, Anna. when she came on and talked about, I said I made a comment and somebody asked me about it. One of the comments I said, "How could they stay living in that house?" Well, then somebody asked me. They were like, "Well, you you did it." And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I didn't know the history of that house, okay?" <laughs> and I didn't I it. didn't know that there were 50 bodies that had been scattered about the property and that they had yeah. been murdered there in the pool area and all that. I didn't know anything about it. So, oh yes, definitely. yeah, and I, and I made a point not to research it until I left. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, and and it wasn't you know a killing ground for bunches of people okay? or, or actually so, a dumping ground as well you know <laughs> well yeah i mean i don't so, so how can you live there knowing that all that happened there that's just yeah they chose to be there willingly 
That that that's uh, yeah. I can't even imagine that. I mean, it's a big old house and whatever, but you know, because eleven thousand square feet, that's humongous mansion. Oh my god! Yeah. But how can you be comfortable anywhere in that house, knowing that all those people were yeah. knowing were, the truth behind it all? There. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's terrible. that's really interesting. You know. <laughs> but anyway, those are comments from the first three episodes. Like I said, we're behind, so we're gonna have to just catch up. Just keep. Yeah, we're gonna keep putting it out there. Hopefully, we'll catch a, we'll, we'll catch up with the episodes we got out there, and so. Just be patient with us, folks, and 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 we want to let you know that we enjoy talking to you guys. Yeah, we're only two people, me and Sal, with our pack of slaves. That's it. <laughs> it's us two, and then our slaves. You uh-huh. know? And and the and you know how slaves are; they get all out of hand, and they don't want to do what they're told. You gotta, you know, beat on them, whatever, make them make them act right. But uh, yeah. Anyways, thank you, Tony, for putting that together. Um, you will have one hour of TV time tonight as a reward. No video games. <laughs> I think <laughs> just, it's awesome. I'm just messing with you. I'm not going to hide your controllers. <sighs> hey. Anyways. We, we it, put this together. You know, that's a, it's a good stuff, you know? We have uh, today we our show. We have a show we're going to do. Just and, another potluck. Yeah, it's a potluck. Mm-hmm. Last time was lizard potluck, which is weird. But it was all lizards and reptiles and stuff, mm-hmm. and so yeah, and so we we talked about everything from big lizards, little lizards, all kinds of stuff. And that's one of our, you know, that's yeah. But it's uh, like we said, it's it's it has a thread. There's yeah. a thread. Usually, there's a thread, folks. That that's what we, we talked about the rake on. too. Yeah, and and again, we we did state that. What is it? Is it lizard? Is, yeah, is it, it something reptile? else? What is it? You know, we 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 still speculate on that every day of the week. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody has a better, for lack of better words, uh, a, a better classification for this rake, is it mammalian? Is it reptilian? Who knows? But yeah, who knows? Hey, yeah. share your a- thoughts. Share, you know, put it in the comment section. You know, you know they know. say that the the the, uh, the octopi. The mm-hmm. octopus are, are, are actually squids, octopus, the um, arthrocephalopods, the cephalopods. Yes. Cephalopods are actually, they, 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 they think that they're from another uh, planet. They're from somewhere else. They're from outer space because their DNA is so different than everyone else's. It was a creature maybe potentially dropped on this planet when it was terraformed. Maybe brought here yes. um, in an egg form. That that could very well be the truth. I mean, it's it's maybe the rake is part octopi, so it has four legs. Sort of that could very well be to me. Just the way it moves and the description, and everything it makes me think um, artificially created yes. lab or something. I don't know, man. Or, I, I just don't know. Well, I mean, you can look at the human the human body itself, human being. I mean. We just, a lot of times, if you stop and analyze this, we don't fit. We just don't fit into the natural scheme of things that goes on in this world. So a lot of questions out there. But anyways, you know, let's get the, let's, you know, with that, just, let's just start the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start the show. Yeah, so let's, where do you want to begin? God, so many questions, you know, so many, ep- uh, excuse me, so many stories, so little time. You know, I've always been curious about people who experience missing time legitimate missing time and i know you got a story comes out of michigan yeah yeah and and uh this guy he i'll I'll call him rory okay okay let's just i'll just call him that rory rory told me an interesting story 
he was hunting in Michigan with his best friend. Um, they were kids. Mm. Now I know you're thinking, what are kids doing out hunting, whatever? But my brother lived in Michigan for a long time, and he would roam around the woods, you know, yeah, shooting guns, whatever. And I know that 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 you know, yeah, Michigan isn't all Detroit or, no, or anything like there's that. There's a lot of rural. A lot, a yeah, lot of, me and my friend Keith Bell, we used to go out when we were kids and and run around shooting guns and whatever. I recently, uh, when, I, when I, we were when we were children, we were hunting, whatever, and uh, recently got the opportunity to take my nephew up to Fort Worth mm-hmm. to shoot with him or whatever, and he taught him a lot of about gun safety and things like that, and and um, yeah, but these kids were running around out in the woods and did something kind of silly. They were out, they were out in the woods, and they they were looking for for squirrels. Whatever. This is the guy Rory you're talking. Yeah, about. Rory. And so he, they did something kind of silly. They saw this weird looking um, creature, entity, whatever, wearing what looked like a gray full-bodied suit. Um, The head of the creature was black. It was completely black. And the eyes had a bluish white glow to them. Looking almost like it was wearing a helmet or a mask. But the shape of it and everything kind of reminded me of, of the grays. The way he described it to you? Yeah, and like maybe he was wearing a mask or something. Correct. But it was walking around out in the woods, and it it was at a distance, and they saw it, and I guess it didn't see them. So they took a shot at it, which oh. was a 13 and a 15-year-old. Yeah, okay. Okay? Yeah. And so when you're that age and you're out running around in, in the rural, I think this was in the Upper Peninsula. And when you're out in that age and you're running around the woods doing whatever you're doing with with guns, it's not safe I can't, <clears throat> for I, kids to be running around with guns. I know I did it when I was a kid, but looking back on it, I would think that you would it would really you really need to lock your guns up when when it comes to children because if they're not properly trained trained with yes. supervision, I just believe you know. And I'm not going to get into a gun debate one way or the other. There's so much of that all the time in this country, but these kids were doing what they did, and I'm not passing judgment one way or the other. But uh, I know it, at my age, I was when I was a kid, I was doing it too, and I wouldn't have taken a shot at a humanoid-looking creature wearing, you know, a suit. But they did, and the next thing they remember is they were waking up in the middle of the night, and they were having to stagger their way home, feeling like they had been intoxicated. Really? Yeah. So, what do you make of that? They shot at something on their way home. The older kid became violently ill and began to throw up this weird gelatinous substance that was orangey looking. Really? The other kid got very sick. Um, he, after the next day, he went to see, woke up feeling like they both had the flu. Mm-hmm. Very sick. And the parents were like, where were you? You know, it, they, they, it was early in the day when they were doing what they were doing, like before Correct. noon. Right. And when they got home, it was like 11 o'clock at night. Holy so you're talking geez. probably twelve hours. I'm I'm estimating. So they lost that all that time. Yeah, and oh, wow. and wow. they took a shot at something that they don't know what to this day what it was. Tall, slender, wearing a silverish gray suit with a black with black head, and the hands were black. But you know, the way that it was described to me by Rory, he he said that it looked like it might have been like gloves and a helmet. I wouldn't doubt it. I with mean, the, with the eyes were kind of illuminated with like some sort of light coming within the helmet. Right. Spaceman. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to call it. I mean, 
Well, it was. I'm trying to remember a um, a particular um, encounter I'd heard, and I, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you um, which or where I came across it. But the fact was that it was in the general area of, of up there around Wisconsin, Michigan, all that up near the Great Lakes and the Upper Peninsula, or close to the Upper Peninsula area, that uh, um, a gentleman had some property. And that they had come across some type of shape-shifting type creature out there. So, uh, but the key thing was, is it resembled um, the shape and size that you just described about this particular black, dark creature with the silver suit. Yeah, and what's weird is, too, is like over the next three or four days, they were both sick. Oh. Um, You know, and it was on winter vacation, I believe they said that it was like in the wintertime. Sounds... Sounds like some classic, uh, a classic abduction scenario after. Um, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Summer vacation. Summer vacation. Yeah, yes. I don't know why I said winter. Well, winter it'd be cold. They'd be up to their yeah. knees. In well, snow. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 it snows a lot up there, but I know. Well, even in the snow, I know my brother said that when he was, you know, my half brother, when he was running around out there, up there doing whatever, that he he would go out in the snow all the time. Oh yeah. But I mean. This was summer vacation. But anyway, they slept for three or four days, both of them. And then later on when they talked about it, the young, the younger kid, who was Rory, he claimed that he saw a greenish-blue ball of light in the sky hovering near his house. Oh. was on the edge of town. It was backed into a bunch of woods. And there was a trail that went from his house to the other kid's house. And the other kid never wanted to talk about it. But as they got older, because they're about my age, as they as they got older, they did begin to remember more things. No, did they? Yeah. And Rory doesn't remember as much as his friend. His friend, um, I'll call him Jake. Mm-hmm. Starts with a J. But anyways, Jake, his friend, just did not really like to talk about it, but began to experience nightmares and things when he was in his 30s, and it started to come back. Oh. Now, what he has told Rory and what they have figured out was that they shot at this thing, mm-hmm. okay, and after they did, this thing turned and walked toward them, holding up its hand, according to Jake, and like pretty much dis- disabled them. Basically they were they immobilized became paral- immobilized, paralyzed wow. with something that was attached to its hand. At that point, three more of these entities came from another part of the woods and got laid them down on these slabs that were kind of hovering off the ground. Yes. A craft. They took them, they walked them to a craft. They took them up into the atmosphere or whatever um, where they saw Earth. But Earth wasn't like, now, the, what he said was they were on a spot of, of the planet where you could see like the planet at like an angle, like it was flat like an angle no interesting where that's how close they were they didn't they didn't go out into the atmosphere to where they saw the earth is around whatever mm-hmm. now i'm don't people are gonna say oh it's a flat earth you know i'm not so i'm not what i'm saying i'm just saying that's the angle that they were at they just they could see like the state of michigan they could like they were high up enough to see it but they weren't far enough back to they see they were not it. A, yeah they were not out into the, in, out past the stratosphere no they weren't out into outer space Correct. let's put it that way but he said that they remembered that they saw that now he remembers that part he just remembers waking up at that part and they were dressed in like this is going to sound silly pajamas 
pajamas, pajamas, well, or not or the, like, or is it like the ones like the with hospital? transformers on them and no, no. stuff? Pajamas, GI Joe, dude. I'm saying like they had like this, you like know, a hospital gown. Yeah, like I don't know. Really, I didn't really ask. Oh, okay. I, I'll, I'll speculate and say like a kimono type thing. I don't, okay. I don't freaking know. Right. But if, but me saying that, I shouldn't even say that because I don't know. I didn't ask. He just yes. said that they were wearing these weird like pajamas, these comfortable clothing. He said they were comfortable. Well, okay. And that they were looking out of a window and they could see like Michigan. They could see down and, you know, and they were talked to by these entities through a communicator in the wall. And it was like they could see them, but they couldn't see out kind of like a two-way glass. Yes. And they were asked several questions. Now, this is what his friend told him. He says he doesn't remember that. He remembers getting sleepy and going back to sleep. Because there was some sort of gas or something that came through the ventilation. Yes. And and his friend answered some questions and went to sleep, you know, but he says he, he don't remember answering the question. Remember talking, mm-hmm. but then going to sleep. And then waking back up um, on the slab and then being dropped off. But that was stuff that came to him later. But then he also, now here's the thing I think, what I'm wondering about is if his friend wasn't telling him these things and then maybe he's like yeah yeah i remember that and i'm not i'm not saying you're lying rory i'm not but don't don't you know because you're if you're listening yeah i'm just saying and i already told you this i'm talking to him you know it's like if it could have been the power of suggestion he was adamant that that was not the case now i've wondered that with my own self before you know when somebody starts recounting events and you're like yeah i remember that and then you're thinking do I remember that? Or was that just put in my mind? Right. It, Cause the mind is a tricky thing and you got weird men, but you know, sometimes people are very adamant. He was very adamant. Right. And, um, so when we were going back and forth, he was like, look, this is what happened to me. I don't know. I mean, you can take it for what it is that, that, the there was this weird like mist that came through the vent or whatever. Um, they went back to sleep and then they really did not see these entities faces other than the black, just, there was no mouth and no nose. It was just the eyes and this black. Uh... Well, there are stories. So I think it's like a helmet. That's what yeah, I think. And yeah. I think that they shot at one who was doing who knows what. So they decided to just tag him. You know, well, I mean, possibly, you know. Possibly. And according to his friend, he the friend has yes. been revisited. Oh, by these entities? Uh, again, by these uh, supposed entities that they came back and talked to him. Um, two or three more times, not with him though. He, and, and they said that they actually pretty much didn't really have much use for the younger guy, for Rory. Rory. But, but Jake, they did for whatever reason, which is kind of weird because I mean, if it was a chance encounter that they shot at him or maybe they were already flanking them and planning on abducting them because Jake has something special that Rory doesn't, I don't know. That's a good question. We we could speculate all day. Mm-hmm. All I know is what the story is, what he gave me, and th- it was very... Um, you know, one thing I've always found interesting in, in cases like this, because it sounds like a classic abduction case. However, the part that gets me to wondering is they had this mask on or helmet on, whatever, that, that hides their face. And there is, um, or there are stories accounts to be to use the proper terminology there are accounts that there are even those within you know the black you know the dark deep state whatever you want to call it the the men in black organization that they have the technology and they do the same thing a lot of times when they want to 
maybe catch someone, silence someone, et cetera, et cetera, that they have, they use that same technology to abduct someone. And then of course, drugs and everything else to, to clear, the, uh, to wipe their mind. Well, going a little further into this case, Jake, Jake from State Farm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jake actually, well, yeah, Jake, Jake actually, guy, one so. of the things that, that, <laughs> so he ended up like telling him later on that he had two or three more encounters. Oh, okay. But never did give him much detail. He just basically told him he got, he's been having revisits. Was in contact with him, yes. Wow. One of the cases was one of the uh, the things that he did say, though, that one night he was um, just sitting in his living room very hungry, and they brought him Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I thought that was nice of him. That was very nice. Aliens. That is. Yeah, you shot at him, and then they feed you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, folks. That's not even funny. I'm just joking. I'm just – seriously, it, it, it is funny, but uh, <laughs> it's not – it's not something I'm not making happen. fun of the story. I'm just saying because even the Rory does not know if this guy was being on the up and up with him about it. About the recurring for, visits. For, for whatever reason, they really didn't stay friends, but they lived in the same general area for a long time. Yeah, so they were acquaintances, but never really. They kind of went their separate ways. Yeah. And something happened to them that day that just made them not really talk much anymore. And he said that it was a distancing that kind of came from his friend. Well, I, I think his friend was dealing with the fact that he's seeing these weird creatures not you know apart from having shot at one and the next thing you know they don't know what happened to him and they're waking up in the middle of the night after being laid out on the ground all day obviously so they thought probably initially so well i asked him if his friend had ever did his friend ever actually get a chance to see what if if that was their face that just the just the the black correct you know whatever with the eyes or was that a mask and according to what Rory said, he says he thinks it was like a mask, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, the shape of the head and everything. He says he gets really weird, creepy feelings whenever he sees anything with the grays. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what it was. Could very uh, well. I mean, you know, and, and so that they were talking and his friend never would, never did give, give much detail about what went on. Hmm. They just kind of went over that night and his friend had more, you know, to say he about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that they implanted something in his wrist. According to Jake, that guy, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's, those are those uh, questions and, and parts of the, the story, the details of the story that unfortunately you're not going to really able be able to prove unless the guy has gone and had that, you know, had his wrist examined to see if uh, he's got any foreign objects in there. Yeah. And, and Rory's a very blue collar guy, doesn't. You know, has not really, you know, he just, that's, that was a weird thing that happened to him. And he just kind of looks at it like that's, that was that, you know. Chalk it up to something weird, right? I guess moving on, you know, there's only so much you can do, you know, when. when yeah, in those instances, I mean, because think about it. Extraterrestrial or interdimensional aliens, they've, they've got the technology. So what are you going to do? How do you, how can you investigate, find out who they are, what they are? With inferior technology to theirs, I'll tell you this: a lot easier with that technology. Yeah, you know, don't shoot at them. That might be a better. Just the moral to the story is, you know, Bebe's kids shot at some aliens and and got in trouble. Mm, Yeah, so maybe (laughs) they got abducted, sedated. (laughs) Who knows what else? Who knows? I mean, don't do it. Don't Don't shoot at them. If you see aliens, kids, and you're out in the woods with guns, you shouldn't be running around playing with in the first place. Mm. Don't shoot at aliens. That's definitely something I would yeah. back you up on that. 
that, but I can only imagine how odd that sighting was to them to begin with. Seeing this weird dark creature or dark skinned creature is what it looked like. And you know, no description on the craft either other than the room that they were in and then the questions he was asked, which he didn't really remember all the questions. One of them, the questions, the only the only question that I remember him that I read that was that they asked him, what were you doing in the woods? And did you see what did they ask him? What did you see of our vessel? What did you see of us? Questions, I guess, that they needed to know. Yeah. I don't know. And then decide they got to figure out what they're going to whether they're far. just going to shoot you out the uh, or erase the, your mind completely. Yeah, you know, they're you just going to they're going to just out out the poop shoot, and you're just gonna, <laughs> they're going to go pummel it. What is it? Uh, just falling to the earth. Yes. Like, and yeah. if you're burning in, you know you're going to burn up before you hit the ground. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> you're just like what is the word? Starts with a P. Um, not pummel. Um, Whatever you just you just go plummeting plummeting, yeah, plummeting to the earth yes. and then that's it yeah I'm sort of can't even think of the word. Anyways, moving on, we're we're gonna jump around here. Yeah, um, now I have a question. You know, since we're on the little, you know, since we're talking about sighting odd stuff, what about the Black Panther sighting in Beaumont, Texas? You said you yes. had a really interesting one. Tell yes, me about that, that one. one. That one is pretty interesting. You know, Beaumont yes. is in the east. No, Near the Beaumont big is in is absolutely big thicket territory. Mm-hmm. Beaumont is what fifty miles from Houston? Is it fifty miles? Oh, that's a good question. But it is to the east. Yeah, I would say roughly about fifty. I'd say 50, fifty miles east southeast of Houston. Yeah, it's it's east of Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask you because you live west of Houston. Oh, actually, north northwest west of area. Yeah, yeah. you're Tomball. Mm-hmm. Near you that did. Tumble. Yeah, yes. tumble. And you actually live close to my mom. Yes, I did at one and time. And my brother, uh, uh, my sister and my brother-in-law, they live uh Pinehurst. Okay. okay. A lot of woods out there. Yeah, a it's lot of woods. Thick. Uh there's actually a dogman story of Woodlands we'll talk oh, about nice. at some point. But um anyways, this is a Black Panther sighting. Now, what it was was a couple of different Black Panther sightings. That area of Beaumont, I have heard for years from there to Port Arthur. They call it Port Arthur. Port Arthur. Yeah, Arthur. Yeah, it's it's a French, okay. but it's Port Arthur. Yes. Um, now, they have, in that corridor, there have been a lot of black cat sightings. Some of them are strange. Now, one of them I got from a guy who went to a little beer joint over there in Beaumont out in the, on the edge of town. And he was going back out to to to, to his truck or whatever, mm-hmm. or he was driving back home in his truck, and he sees this, what he thinks is a person wearing all black, just dressed all in black, in a very sleek outfit. Mm-hmm. But as he gets closer, it drops down on all fours, and then leaps out across the road in front of his little and he had he and you know, he said he had a little uh one of those little small S10 trucks yes and that he said that it was probably as big as his truck oh once God. he realized once it was all on all fours from from nose to tail it was a black panther now the weird thing about it was that it was standing on two legs on the side of the road mm. said that it looked right at him the headlights illuminated it had yellow eyes and it gave him a nasty look now, when I asked him what you mean by a nasty look, he said it looked menacing, very, very angry and aggressive. Like it was perturbed. Like it was, and it and, and he got the feeling it was mad that it, 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 he saw it and saw it on two legs. Oh. Um, that just like immediately went into his mind. Now, he went home, which wasn't but about a mile and a half from the spot where he saw it um, out in the, the rural area he lived. 
And he said that about two days later, he comes outside to smoke a cigarette and he hears something moving around in the back of his truck. So he freaks out. He goes and grabs a flashlight. He comes back out and he sees this black hand, you know, around the back of his taillights, like he wrapped around the back of his truck. He could see Correct. it. A black hand. A black hand. And so he says he walks around the side of the truck. With, this is creepy. Around the side of the truck with a flashlight. And he sees this thing hunched down behind the truck. Okay, define, wait a minute. You got to describe hunched down like, like, like It was hunched down like like he could see the legs up like a, like a person. That would now, I talked to this something. guy, and he said that it was like squatted down like a person, and it looked over to him and the left. What it was doing behind his truck, he had no idea. But it was the black panther-looking thing really? that he had seen. Yeah. So he freaks out, drops the flashlight, and runs back inside and doesn't, you know, doesn't see it again that night. And he said that he was up all night looking out the window. You know, his wife, I guess, works graveyards and she wasn't home. So he was out there by himself. And so he was just freaking out. And this thing was out there somewhere. Um, nothing else happened that night. And he said that this happened back when he was a young man. He's like in his 50s now. This actually happened when he was in his 20s, in his early oh, 20s. And he was that's... a young man and they were living out in the middle of nowhere. And so he said that, you know, the next day he goes out, sees these big paw prints, cat prints. And he was very adamant that it was a bipedal black panther-like creature. And he said it wasn't dog-like, it wasn't wolf-like. He's like, I've heard of dog man and all that. He goes, this was a panther, a black panther. And he was very adamant about that. And it walked around on two legs. And he saw it again another another time he saw it. Now, this time he said he, he was going out to his truck and it was broad daylight. And he saw it by the fence line. There was like a barbed wire fence, like whatever. And he said he saw it on the other side of that barbed wire fence. He saw this big tail. He said it had this really, really long tail. Oh, wow. And that it stood straight up like a man, had a chest like a man, built with the shoulders and everything. Uh, the, the, the hands look like claws and he said it was black as midnight and it looked right at him. And he said, it was just like, if you took a man and the way he worded it was bent him into a cat. Now, I guess what he's saying is you take a man and a cat and you mix them together. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's what it looked like. And wow. he said that it was just standing there just, and he said that it, it, it kind of gr grinned, grinned at him. So then he told his wife, he's like, I think we, <laughs> we need to move. The house belonged to his, which would become his father-in-law. His father-in-law, right? And it was, it, the 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 girlfriend or wife or well later wife. Uh, obviously, it was the family home. Family, well, yeah. And and here's the here's the weird thing. Now I'm going to get into some the weird part that he told me. The guy that was his father-in-law, right, did not like him. Okay, they were like mortal enemies. Oh, okay. Did not want his daughter marrying him. Correct. Apparently, that 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 family. He was from Louisiana, but the the family was East Texas family. Been Correct. there for a long time. He was Cajun, and the the father in law didn't like him. Didn't okay. want him marrying. Wanted her to marry another guy. Right. And he believes that they did something to conjure this. A little thing. bit of hoodoo. Yeah. <laughs> he says he don't know what was going on. It was very weird. But once he moved out, they moved out of that house and moved into town. Then it all—he never saw it again. Nothing else happened 
But this wasn't the only thing that happened. Um, the most gruesome thing that happened, and I'll say this for the last, was the last straw, I guess you could say, was the, the, one of the dogs that had disappeared. They had an outside dog and an inside dog. Uh, country folks will do that. They'll have like a couple big mean dogs outside, and they'll have a little whatever inside noise box on the inside. On the inside, <laughs> yeah. And then and then they'll have like a couple cats because if you're out in the country, folks, you got to have some cats to get rid of the vermin and the snakes mm-hmm. and the rats, yes, whatever. Yes, sir. So anyway, outside dog goes missing before the first sighting of this thing. Oh, interesting. The dog had gone missing. Uh, the cats were freaking out. They didn't want to ever go outside. They wanted to stay inside. They and they they usually would purr and want to go out and whatever. Right. And so one day he opens the door to let one of the cats out because I had to use the restroom and he hears you know, and right there in front of the house by the driveway is this black panther that had just leapt out of the 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 bushes and snatched the cat up and pretty much bit it in two and was gone. Wow. So that was it for him. Um, he was like, we're, we're, we're done. So next morning they, they just left, you know? And then at the wedding, apparently the dad, the father-in-law, whatever, went up to him and not confessed, but told him, he says, he's like, there's a lot of other things we can do to you, boy. Hmm. He kinda, said it just kinda, like that? Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of insinuating that that whatever was happening was already. We already know what we we uh, yeah. kind of like by saying short what he's of killing saying, him with with yeah. whatever this entity was. Yeah, which makes me think that it that it looked like a flesh and blood entity. They saw it as a flesh and blood entity, but it could have been uh, conjured conjured like, spirit. Mm-hmm. But also, the, you have. Well, first of all, I've, I've I've been getting the thread right off the bat. Cat person. You had that guy, you know, Taylor. Yep. What he saw on driving down the road. Which is a long ways from Beaumont, but still, right. yeah, but still, it's the same thing. Which could put it bring or could bring a new angle into the whole black cat, the big black cat sightings across mm-hmm. the state and everywhere. And of course, this throws an element of of supernatural supernatural into it is. Shape shifting. Could there be shape shifters? You know, shape shifters who shape shift into these creatures. That's right. One of the things I asked the guy too, though, I was like, "Do you think maybe that that thing was just in that area, and they he moved you to that property because the wife never saw it? Maybe his father in law knew about this thing, thing and stuck him out there mm-hmm. because there were two other properties, but the wife never saw it. Never and 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 even had a hard time believing him." When he was telling her, you know, that this was going on at night, because it would be at night when she was at work. Right. Well, yeah, that's. That's weird. I mean, is, I don't know. It man. is. It's know. strange. But I, I will say this, the whole Black Panther sighting phenomena, most people that, that have one, and I have, you know, I have some close relatives that yeah, have seen, seen one. And, but to them, what they saw was very much a, a feline, just a Something to the equivalent of a, a mountain lion that's solid black. You know, that's yeah. how they described it, solid black but bigger. And it was out in front of them like a, like you would run, a, you know, like if you're driving down one of these rural Texas roads and you see, you know, some wild hogs go across the road or some deer. He goes, you know, that's how it was explained to me, that they saw it out there and it had a deer in its mouth and then just kept moving on into the wood line afterwards. You know, it, it, it's weird too because – the way these things can leap, the way they can climb, the way they move can 
give the impression of them being on two legs at times. I yes. wondered about that, and I asked, uh, I'm not going to say his name, um, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. the, the one that I had talked to. Yes. I asked him, you know, about that. Maybe, I was like, do you think maybe when it climbed the fence, he goes, no. He's like, you could see its back. It looked like a person, like with. with it was with, standing up. Yeah, it was a cat. He goes, a cat person. He's like, I know what a, what a panther looks like, you know, and I've seen pictures, you know, he goes, <laughs> This was no no ordinary black cat, you know, not near Hoxie, you know, out near Taylor. There, there, there have been lots of reports of these black cats, but like I've heard before, you know, I mean, people know that the difference between a cougar, a black cat, you know, and a cat-like person that's walking around with two legs. I mean, they're country people, but they're not ignorant, man. That's and true. I know those people, you know, in, in person, you know. I've never met this guy that told me the story in Beaumont, but I mean... I would. I did I talk agree, to him. Yeah, I I would agree with what you're saying, and, and I would, and I totally support that. You got people that you know these country people, just like you said, they may not have the world's greatest education, but they're not dumb. They know, and they know, and the, they know the, the, fauna, the creatures. They know yeah. the animals out there. Yeah, and and they'll be able to tell you if they see, depending on, of course, location dependent, and what the local fauna is. They'll be able to tell you what they've seen and be able to differentiate it from a human being. Yeah. So I I don't doubt you, but this story brings just a whole new uh, creepiness, creepy dude. factor, a new angle into this because the thread with that friend of yours from Taylor that saw the cat person when they were driving down that dirt road. You know, here's here's a here's a second instant where we've had someone talk about cat people. For lack of better words, the, he was saying too that his uh, da- father-in-law. Of course, you know, folks. When I talk about stuff, I always try to be as practical as possible. And I know it sounds kind of silly coming from the paranormal. <laughs> you're like you're trying to be practical, but I am trying to be practical, and I try to look at it from like every angle. Okay, but I think because because he he said that my father-in-law was a very evil man. Was as in he's deceased now, mm-hmm. but he said he was a very very wicked and evil man. Okay, now this could be, and I'm not saying that he's lying, you know, believe me, uh, not, not calling you a liar, buddy. All I'm saying is we have a tendency to, to, to like, okay, you don't like this person, they don't like you, to make them be evil or make them be really, really bad or something. But it sounds like to me that, that the guy did do something, had something to do with this. And he said that on his deathbed, he was yelling and grabbing his daughter saying, don't let him take me, don't let him take me. They're going to take my soul, you know, and I, who knows what he was into. That's true. And it's, it's, it's hard to tell. And kind of like they say, you know, the whole, whole thing about you get, you know, you get down in those kind of like the, um, better example I can talk about is up in the deep, dark hills of Eastern Kentucky, you got those old, you know, or, or any other place in the United States like that where they're in the backwoods and you've got communities back there and you got a lot of old women and and old men that, you know, that they know these old ways and old, these things that they can do, you know, old healing methods, et cetera, et cetera, those kind of things. You know, you, you get people that that uh, still do that. Yeah. And um, so it's hard to tell. I, I agree with you. It, it would be hard to tell what he was actually into. But here, here's the thread that connects. In that same area in a town called Orange, Yes, not too it far. It ain't from too there. far from there. Maybe ten, fifteen minutes uh-huh. at the most. I got a story that I I went back into my archives and I looked and I found it. Now, 
there was a story, very brief, you know, and, and the only time I ever really bring up the really brief stuff mm-hmm. is if it connects to something else, okay? But this... Well, we've already made one connection. If you got another one, hey, let's let's put it together. Well, this is weird because Orange isn't far from Beaumont, folks. No, it isn't. It's in that whole corridor going toward Louisiana. In fact, right that, along that, I-10. That, that part of Texas is practically Louisiana itself. Yeah, it's um, it's you could say it's sort of disputed territory. It's a no man's will. land. Of it, you know, because you're like you're, you got you're, French influence in there. You got Texas influence on, and, and that's on both sides of the Sabine River. Well, you know, they they, they call the the Louisianans Cunas. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, the Cajuns. Yeah, the Cunas, and but they say I'm a Cunas. They talk yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But then, and then you know, but then they're the East Texans. There's some of them that they 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 live in Louisiana, you know, and they yeah, say kind of like say, living in a border town. Are they, you are you are you a Cunas? Are you a Cunas from Texas? Yeah, <laughs> that's what they will say. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like living on the border. Yeah, you're living on the border, forth. so you're kind of Louisiana and Texan kind yeah. of mixed together. Yeah. Uh, very, a very weird area too, and it is. It's got some heavily dark, wooded, dark energy to it too. Yeah. That, that lake near into Lake Charles, ugh, I don't like it at it's, all. It's, I, I feel ugh. there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of stuff going on. But um, just to give you a quick little, a little tidbit in that area, and there's a gentleman out there. His name is James Fruget. He posted some pictures, showed them to Brenton Sawin, and in the area that he got these pictures, he had. Heads, and this is kind of in a different direction, but still applies to the weirdness. In when uh, they blew the pictures up, you could see heads, you know, stuck on tree branches. Oh, I saw that with yeah. the, the, the like. It looked like Bigfoot heads. Yeah, like, and they think so, that the dog man was killing. Exactly. Them. They think yeah. you know, that again. It's just the weirdness out in that area, East Texas. It's deep. It's dark. Yeah, I saw that. Well, here, let me get back to this black yeah. cat. Uh, guy in Orange, Texas, yes. was walking outside to, to one morning. And a black panther was standing on two legs, looking into the back of his truck, his work truck. Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't doing what. Okay, I guess when I let me see if I can phrase this correctly, folks. Like he walked out. It was dawn. Mm-hmm. Dawn was breaking. Whatever. Right. But the way he, he was, was bleary eyed, walking out to his truck. He's a plumber by trade. Mm-hmm. Getting getting started early in the morning to help build. You know, mm-hmm. and saw a black panther. On two legs, looking into the back of his truck, it looked at him, jumped down on all fours, and ran off into the woods. But it wasn't. It was a one-off, one-time thing. Never happened again. That was in 1986, according to him. Wow. So when it was standing, it wasn't "quote unquote" something like you could imagine a mountain lion, you know, jumping up and putting its. He said it was standing up like a man. Oh wow! So this is that's all he could tell me. (laughs) There it is. I mean, and it had a really long tail. Now I don't, you know, what is that? I'd, that's that's strange. That that was one of those that I'd filed away until this guy gave me this story, you know, several months back about the black cat, you know. Thing, but it's whatever. all in that area, yeah. I mean, and, and then going back to, and we what, never got to cover it because you know we're a lot of the potluck stuff is just stuff that we didn't get to finish. From exactly. Other story, you know, story. And it involves a lot of tying threads together. Mm-hmm. And. Folks, that's just part of the potluck is is finding the threads in these same type of stories. Unfortunately, in, in, in some of these instances, we're not able to go to the actual area where <laughs> that it happened, which I think I would go there, but I'd definitely be creeped out. A upright walking cat type yeah, person. Yeah, I have no idea, dude. That's, you know, that one, like I said, I leave my, I, leave I, it I don't open. know how scary it is because I don't know, you know. 
the guy who told me the one in Beaumont yes. said that it was at least seven foot tall every time he saw it stand up. The guy that saw the one in Orange mm-hmm. said that it was around six and a half foot, if he had to estimate. Right. So it's around the same height, and it's not close. They're not far from each other. No, no, that's that's a hop, skip, and a jump. When you think in the science, you know, when you just think about panthers in general or big cats in general, the uh, the range going from Beaumont to Orange is got not very far. Not very far. And you think of the range of a of a mountain lion, and it's too easy to. Come and out. I got I got Bigfoot stories from out there too, but we're oh, not going to well. get into those today. We're going to do a Bigfoot show coming up. So definitely, um, yeah. So that was weird. And then you got there, there's a. Uh, what do you want to go next? Shucks. Well, that that one just still creeps me out because of the whole. You just tied another one that I wasn't expecting. You you know, this other cre this gentleman sees this upright standing creature behind his truck one morning. That that one caught me off guard. But, anyways, gosh, I don't know. I know I heard you. You know, before we got the show started, you mentioned about a creature. And that was seen running into the water in all fours down around Porter Aransas. Porter Aransas. Yeah, that that's now my buddy Starscream came down for my birthday. And me and him got to talking and he told me a story about something and I can't remember where what part of the beach uh Scream right. Scream if you're listening to the show, get get in touch with me and let me know exactly where it was at. I think he said he was down in Galveston, mm-hmm. um or maybe it was Padre. We got so many beaches here. Yeah. But uh, he 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 was in one of the beach areas, and he saw something, you know, in the darkness, run into the water and just take off into the water, and it didn't come back out. All into the Gulf. Yeah, it ran into the water and didn't come back out. Now, when he said that, I immediately was like, "Whoa, really?" Because I have what another story that? about that. There was a guy that was camping out in Port Aransas, right? And we like to go to Port Aransas. We go every summer. We go. We haven't gone this year because flesh eating bacteria. Yeah. That's I think not... it's called Vulnificus vulgaris or something like that. Right. I forgot the, the way to pronounce it or whatever, but it, uh, folks, don't eat oysters, okay? The pollution and the, the oysters are bottom feeders, and if you eat them, you have a very good chance of swallowing and ingesting flesh-eating bacteria, which will eat from the inside out. If you go into the ocean with an abrasion or cut right now, the way things are in the Gulf, you may end up with flesh-eating bacteria. We had a guy in Buda right outside of Austin, lost his leg recently because of all that because of all that yeah so this year we haven't really gone this year but a bunch of my other friends have gone and they're like yeah we're fine <laughs> but you might not be you know you might something might happen so i've just been you know what better to be safe than sorry i'd rather just go to the lake and not you know deal with that but uh that and i don't really like to get in the water too much because there's these things called sharks mm-hmm. amongst other unknown creatures <laughs> yeah, who knows there. what else might be in the water yeah but uh, yeah. Speaking of which, this guy he goes camping out there in Port Aransas. Um, it's a really nice beach, folks. You can actually drive up onto the beach and you can go and camp along the beach. It's really nice. We did it last year. It was really cool. You can drive up and down that beach all night long. It's a huge, long, long beach, and it, it's uh, you, even when there's a, when it's there's a lot of people there, there's still room for everybody because there's so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyways, this guy went out there one one summer. Went camping out there, had a little dog with them, and in the middle of the night, they hear it, and something runs. He could see this large black thing on all fours run into the water, and they never saw their dog again. 
Now, this is weird because I asked them. The only thing I could think of that would waddle back and forth on four legs is a turtle mm-hmm. or a seal. And he was very adamant that it was not that. He said that it moved dog-like. Correct. When it, when, and, and in the dark, even, even in the darkness, he could see that it was like, he didn't see flippers or whatever, but but that it had maybe oversized feet, but that, it, that they were forward. Mm-hmm. You know how seals, and I did, I did some research and I looked at how they walk and everything. Mm-hmm. Pinnipeds? Yeah. Pinnipeds move in a different way, and he, he was adamant it wasn't a sea lion or a leopard seal or anything that might have just, I mean, you know, it's a big ocean, and and who knows? There might be some pinniped that was that got off course or something and ended up in Port Aransas. I don't know of any that live around Port Aransas, but I would think it's too. The, stranger uh, things have happened. I mean, I would think the water would be too warm. Uh who not knows? necessarily. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. It just depends. I mean, depends on what time of year you go too. Yeah. You know, but this was in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Actually, I think he said it was September. So, anyways. Something snatched the dog, and then it was gone into the into the water. His girlfriend, they both had heard it. They sat up. They were sleeping in the back of a truck. Right. Saw this thing going into the water, and they assumed that it grabbed their dog, that the dog had a tendency of jumping off the tailgate and using the bathroom, and then would come back, and then right. maybe it was there, and it grabbed it. Oh, wow. And so... What moves around on all fours and moves in and out of the water with f- that much freedom? I don't. I don't know. And the, and the the speed. Yeah, he said it was very very fast. And then it was into the water, and they shined the light. They turned. And they they drove the truck up and down, up and down. They mm-hmm. didn't see anything come back out. Did they check to find any tracks or anything like that? Uh, yeah. And that was another thing too. Like you know, they they went and looked you know for the tracks, but they were camped pretty close to the water. Right. You know, so there wasn't a lot of tracks to follow, right. and it just looked like impressions in the sand. Right, and then of course tide also mm-hmm. coming in and out. So, so there's not a lot of you know. But that's really. But strange. he warned me. He's like, if you go down there, you got your dog. Keep him close. Be huh? careful and don't don't um, sleep too close to the water, because whatever it was came out of the water and took the dog and. That's what I'm thinking. Now, Tony, I know that one year, uh, Tony's not in the studio right now, but he was here earlier. He told, I know that his his uh, stepdad, Chad, years ago, they had a little chihuahua that they took with them to Port Aransas. Uh-huh. And they went to sleep one night and it just disappeared. So that, that was weird. And they never did find it. I forgot his name. He was a cute little dog. And I remember playing with him and, when they came back from that trip, they were kind of bummed out that he had disappeared. You know, it makes you wonder. makes you wonder. Because from what I know, here in Texas, we don't have any predators that live, you know, habitate close to the, to the, to the ocean. No, not and at all. And about the only thing I could think of that would want to come near that would be coyotes. But they're not the silent mm-hmm. type. Coyotes don't really hang out near. No, I'm area. just saying even if they had to come close, that would be the only ones. And then they're usually not quiet. You know, they get the whole yipping thing going on if you get more than one. I, and, but but the factor that, like you said, it what, ran What back. could come out of the ocean on, and walk very, very fast on all fours? Fluidly, yeah. Yeah, grab something and then run back into the ocean without being – that's scary to me because there have been people that have gone missing on the beaches, you know, like like in, in down in Padre and in Port Aransas and stuff. That's true. You, they go and they sleep, and then the next day they find their tent, but they don't find them, and then they never find a body. Because if something happens in the ocean, I mean, a lot of there's a good chance that the ocean, it'll take it out with the tide, but it could go back. Mm-hmm. 
but then they never find anything. And then those people just go missing. You know, it hasn't happened a whole lot. I know we could do a whole show on Port Aransas on just all the weird stuff. There's oh, yeah. a ghost child that people see. Definitely. Um, but anyway, that, that, that encounter is really odd. We're almost out of time. Um, that, you know, but that was just really weird. Well, if I don't anyone know. else has any type of weird encounters in that particular genre, what we're that talking vicinity. about, please, yeah, send it in to us. Well, didn't Chief tell us one about Matagorda Bay or something like that? It was the Cadejo or something? No, he was talking about the gentleman that saw that, that, that dog man out there on the beach. Oh, okay. And, and of course. I can't keep up with them all. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many, but the, the only thing we can walk away with from this is that this dogman creature and or the Cadejo, um, it's been around. It's been here in Texas mm-hmm. for a lot longer than what people think. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sal. Wolf and over I'm there with Wolf. Hey, and we're we've been hey, we're happy that we've been with yeah, you. Yeah, we've been having and a good been time. We've been telling stories. Send us your stories and you know anything that you want to, and, and I'll try to talk to you if I can. I'll call you. Definitely. I know there's people waiting for for me to call them, and I am so Same backed here. up, and I have had some health problems. Like blood we both have had back. some. Yeah. We both had some health yeah. problems. You know, so we're, we're, but we're we just we're trying to get to everybody, trying to get to everything. We're having some problems with some of the different groups we're in. They don't want to let us post our show or whatever. You yeah, know, we're kind of open. If if you let us post on your on your yeah, page, on you can post on you ours. I mean, all you want. The groups or we should all we're sharing. sharing. We're just sharing. I don't know why we can't all just get along. Yeah, you know? can't we all just get along? Can't we just get along? I don't That's know. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, let's live. In the, let's leave in the email. And if you have a ghost in your house, you have uh, aliens coming to your house. We Weird wanna, creatures we in your yard. We want to know about it, yeah. Or, or Definitely. Creepy mother-in-law that looks like, you know, the Yorona. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, we want Whatever know. you got, let us know. Yes, and send it to wolfandsal at gmail.com or doswolfman88 88 at gmail.com. Or private message me. Old Sal Devil? doesn't really like the private messages, do you? But it's, I, I'm not a big, I'm sorry, folks. I'm not a big Facebooker. You know, but if you do send them direct message, I will get to them. I will yep. get to them. So if you if you Facebook me, you can, you can get on Facebook with me, and you can private message me. People do it all the time. Then you can uh, find me, Old Sal. Got there a lot. Of, got a lot of friends that'll that private message me all the time. Send mm-hmm. me stuff. Send me little funny things. Whatever. I'm all. I'm cool. Whatever mm-hmm. you got, dude. I know John Bankhead, one of my friends on Facebook. He's always sending me funny stuff. Oh yeah. But that's that's good stuff. And uh, another another shout out to uh, Miss uh, Emily, I think, from around the Waxhatch area. Mm-hmm. Get a lot of messages from her because uh, she says there's a lot of weird stuff goes on around there. Going to have to investigate I that a little bit I ate at the El Phoenix there the other day. Hey. El Phoenix restaurant. Wasn't it good, Anthony? Oh, yeah. There's another, there's another little hole-in-the-wall restaurant down there. I've got to get the name from my cousin. Oh, you don't even have the name? Thanks, dude. Thanks no, no, because I just I know There's another good place there. Well, see ya. I know how to get to it. That's about it. <laughs> but, hey, you know, I had a good donut the other day. Yeah, it was awesome. No, I haven't had a donut. Where was it from? No idea. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Just thought I'd tell you. You're messing out. See ya. <laughs> but with that being said, folks, thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time.